When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Thank you for, for joining us for an international break tripe supper, the first of the international break tripe suppers. You can well imagine that seeing as though yeah. we'll, be, uh, we'll be trying to make the time pass in the office, it yeah. could be three or four by the time we yeah, get a tumbleweed up. special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we don't want to look back too much on Brentford and Norwich and, 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 and that debacle on Saturday because we have discussed that to the nth degree already, haven't we? But we're looking forward really and, and kind of discussing Borough's performances so far on the whole. Um, Vic, 11th in the table. 11 games in, yeah. uh, 16 points, four points shy of the playoff places. Do you think the, 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 the league table's a fair reflection of Borough's performances so far? Well, Tony Mowbray always used to tell us you, you're not allowed to look at the league table until 10 games have gone. Uh, we're at that point now. Uh, it's taken shape. It, we're at the situation where you look at the top four or five teams and you wonder if any of them are going to fall away. And we know we've done that in recent years and we've looked at the likes of Bournemouth and Watford and Huddersfield and thought well, they can't possibly stay up there and they've shocked everyone and at the same time you've got teams who a fortnight ago we were looking over our shoulder at and, and I mean Aston Villa when we went there they were a crisis club had Borough won that night <clears throat> fair possibility that Steve Bruce might have been out of a job likewise Fulham very very sticky start and suddenly you look at the league table and those two are above Borough so that's how fast things can be transformed Norwich are another example, aren't they? When, when you're in this position, early on, you know, if you put two wins together, you can go up five places in the table. As, as the season goes on, that's not so easy. And when you've got ten teams above you, uh, when you win, you're not necessarily going to make a lot of headway because most of those teams above you will pick up points. So the, the, the slope gets steeper from here on in. And it's less forgiving. And that's the problem. It's not, not so much that Borough are out of touch. Because four points is very easily made up. But the fact that there's so many other people clawing above you as well makes it really, really hard. Uh, no room for error now, really. You look at the table, Phil, and you look at the top six and top six, seven, and, and you're thinking, uh, and this is, this is not paying notice of what, what Huddersfield did last season. You're thinking, well, Preston, you wouldn't expect them to be there. Sheffield United, you wouldn't probably expect them to be there. Bristol City, you know, they'll fall away. With, with the strength of Borough's squad, the quality they have, surely they shouldn't, they shouldn't be slightly concerned about what others are doing and whether others are going to come back to them. They're good enough, or, or they certainly should be good enough with that squad to take care of themselves. Yeah, I guess that comes back to why a few people are concerned, doesn't it? Um, you just mentioned the strength of the squad. I think it's widely accepted that Borough have the strongest, or if not the strongest squad in the division, certainly one of the top three strongest squads. Um, you know, a big investment in the summer, some quality attacking players... There's good, good experience through the side from front to back. Um, you know, that, that's, I think, the reason why people are a little bit worried that they haven't set the world on fire so far. I think 
if the championship tells us anything, it's that you do get a dark horse candidate every season, just about, don't you? You know, you think of, you mentioned Huddersfield yourself, you know, Burnley, when they went up the first time with dark horses, uh, Bournemouth, nobody saw that coming. Uh, we think back to the time that, um, you know, Reading came from nowhere that season and won promotion, you know, they were out of it by October, weren't they? There's examples right through the history of the Championship of clubs, Blackpool, another one, who, who everyone kind of ignores or almost disparages or patronises until the moment they realise, hang on a minute, this club's just about to nick a top six or a top two finish. So I don't think we can discount any of the teams really in that division because there's no form at the moment with any of them, is there really? You know, Cardiff have got a manager who's a wily old fox, whatever you think of Neil Warnock. He's been there and done it. I and think he's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You keep saying that, yeah. Um, <laughs> And our legal people <laughs> keep stepping in, but um, yeah, I, you know, you know. But then there's Leeds looked impressive, but have had a wobble, you know. Of uh, the, the bunch behind the top six, you look at Burr and think, well, if anyone can, they can. But you know, how long do you keep saying that? Um, you know, I don't think that there are too many comparisons with the Gordon Strachan season when he had a lot of investment in the summer. But we went into that season, nearly all of us, excited. Um, anticipating a strong promotion push, the fans were behind the team. Um, I mean, I know the win got knocked out of Borough Sales very early that season with that first day defeat. But um, you know, there comes a time when you start thinking, well, you know, yes, you've got a good squad, but you need to start delivering on the pitch where it counts. And I agree with Vic. If you give yourself a little bit of a, of a catch-up job to do, you can win a couple of games, but then you draw with somebody. And you're constantly taking one step forward and one back, or two steps forward and one back. And um, I don't think there's any reason to panic whatsoever. But, but, but you know, it, it's about delivering performances now. And I think that's what Gary Monk will be focusing on. I know only too well what you mean about Strack. And I think I've still got my betting slip at home from my Borough to win promotion and Chris Boyd to be top scorer. <laughs> what did you get odds on that? Oh, God knows. But it was nowhere near as long as it should have been. <laughs> and I was... I mean, how old will I have been? I was probably a student at the time, and I think I'd had a 10 or a 20 quid on, which is a lot of money when you're a student. Yeah, yeah. Well, so me and Vic were students then I as could, well. I quickly <laughs> realised that that investment was going to go, uh, was going to go one way. Well, was, was that Stan Anderson's south. team? <laughs> but, well, every week I'm reading managers and players saying, you know, Borough, they're, they're going to be in the mix, they're going to be there when it matters, and the, uh, you know, the, the, the strongest squad, this will be one of the toughest games. It's all, it's as though we're reading the same interview, but from a different player or a different manager every week. Could, could there be an element of Borough's players possibly buying into that? Could complacency be setting in? I don't think. I think professionals are totally focused on the task. And maybe in the start of the season, probably a few of them would have gone, you know, looked at the players that were coming in and probably thought, this is great, this. You know, we're really well equipped here. And that probably breeds confidence going into the first couple of games. I do think professionals know when something's not right in a team if the balance is not right and they probably get just as frustrated as fans and I think that's been the problem in the opening phase I, I don't think the balance has been right in the team uh, and I think as the games have gone on in trying to solve one problem it's led to another problem further down the line for, for instance uh, starting off with the early games with three up front Borough looked really lively they were creative I thought uh, Gastet, Bamford and, and Asombolonga's skill sets complemented each other. There was a lot of movement there. And Borough looked like they carried a real threat. But having the three up front meant that the three behind weren't quite right. 
uh, Clayton was too deep, the two that were that playing a lot further forward, the balance was never quite right. And the, in those games, Borough were quite clunky, and we saw that. that. That was exposed a few times. And so the manager obviously tried to resolve that by going back to two in the middle. And, and as a result, you've got solidity, which was great, a bit more balance, which was great, but it meant changing the, the system up front. And then the three behind the, the, the front man became a slight issue. And then there's a balance question there. And if you play Traore, does that mean that you compromise down that flank defensively? So I, I think in, he's, he's still tinkering because, probably, because there's an embarrassment of riches in the squad. If you've only got 14 good players that you trust, then it kind of takes a lot of the questions out of, out of the team selection and you just go with what you've got. Does he have too many options? Well, I think it's a, it's a good headache to have, as the cliche goes. But yes, I think probably. I mean, you've got four players, five when Gestet's back, who arguably could play up front and, and do a job in this division. And likewise, he's got four midfielders for, for two slots. So yes, I think there is a lot of players in the squad, all of who will want to play and feel that they can play, and all who will have groups within the, the crowd who, who you know, we, we heard the, the chance for uh, Grant Ledbetter Ledbet. on Saturday and um, there's no doubt that Grant Ledbetter could go into that squad and, and do a job so the manager does have to jiggle it about it's getting the balance right it's not necessarily getting the best players uh, everyone would have a different opinion of who the best 11 players are it's getting the best mix and sometimes you have to compromise and play a player that perhaps on paper isn't, hasn't got the assets that somebody else has but they bring the best out of the others around them and it's finding that mix. Up to now, I don't think Gary Monk's had the, the ability to do that. I mean, partly because uh, Braithwaite's injury didn't help because you would presume he would be one of the match day mix. And losing him for, for eight games kind of forces your hand and forces a compromise and other people come in and, and you get little dynamics within the team and then it's, do you start tinkering and fine-tuning with people who are playing well because you want to try something else, because that carries a risk. And I think that's where we are. I think what it needs is either by design or accident, finding a team that actually dominates a match, creates a spark, and then I think you're up and running. We've heard, Phil, um, from a management team, and I've heard it from various fans in the boozer and whatnot, you know, when, you, when you're talking Borough with, with the lads or anything, about kind of, this, this, it's going to click, and when they click, we're going to hammer someone and whatnot. What what's an what's an ample time for a team to click? What you know? How how many games would you? Because it is it is such a much changed team. We were yeah. talking earlier, Vic, weren't we, about if you were looking back on last season and any and any hangover from the Premier League. But there's such a there's been such a transformation in terms of. There has. So think, what would you what would you think is a, is kind of an, an ample time period well, for think, a newly formed team? To I think, well, I do think there's a lot of turnover in most clubs these days. You know, the days of just one or two transfers every summer and you, you build on that are long gone, aren't they? Most clubs change the manager every couple of years. So you do get a high turnover of players. Um, I don't buy this idea that they're lacking confidence from last season because you know last season, you know, and I also don't buy the idea that they played a certain way last season, therefore they can't adapt because a lot of the players in the team are currently, you know, have just joined the club in the summer. Um, I think they should have clicked for longer spells than they have already. I'm disappointed that we're 11 games, league games in the campaign plus a couple of cup matches, and we haven't really seen. In my view, you might contradict me. You've seen more games. Than I, I haven't seen a convincing 90 minutes yet. Um, you know, if you set aside the, the you know the EFL Cup matches, 
um, in the league, Argentina in a convincing 90 minutes where I've come away and I've thought, right, Borough are pretty much there. Um, and, and that is a little bit disappointing. We're a quarter of the way through the season. I think, you know, again, I've used this phrase before, if you're a glass-half-full person, you know, you, 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 you're the width of a post of drawing at home to QPR, you're, you're a disallowed goal away from drawing at home to Sheffield United as well. There haven't really been too many... Um, <clears throat> Too many results of performances where you could, uh, even the or even the Bolton game. If you want to be ultra ultra critical, Borough it was a scrappy, awful match lit up by two moments of magic from Adama Traore and 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 a, and a good long range shot from from Marvin Johnson. So th- there haven't really been, let's be honest, too many moments where we we've gone home from the stadium purring about that particular bit of skill or that particular performance by a certain player. Uh, and I think that's the concern. I think. You know, I think moving forward, I think you're absolutely right to talk about. You know, we, we all we've all said it, haven't we? We've all said the team's just about ready to click in, or when it does click, it'll be formidable. I, I, I think the biggest concern is that I don't think Gary wants any closer to nailing down. I think alluded to it before his, his his preferred formation that gets the best out of those players, and that's a concern. And it all goes back really to the pre-season where I think Borough were two two at least two games undercooked. Um, and we also, said that at the time. Didn't yeah, we? we felt it at the time, didn't we? That the season came a week too early, for, you know, in terms of where the team was at. Uh, and I also feel that, that that decision to change formation for the Augsburg game after being a four-two-three-one religious, you know, pretty much, you know, in, you know, for, even when he changed all eleven men in pre-season friendlies, Borough were four-two-three-one right, right, right the way through. Then he played Augsburg at home, and that was clearly because he felt that. The players at his disposal couldn't make four-two-three-one work. The problem is, as as it looks now, is he's not quite sure what the alternative is. Yeah, if if, if you're the manager then in Barnsley games tomorrow, and what we've seen so far, and, and you're looking and you're probably thinking, well, every one of the attacking players is available. The only real defensive decision is probably who partners Ben Gibson, or, or I guess whether George Friend comes back in at left back. Although Fabio had argued that he got the equaliser against Brentford. So so on the other end of the pitch, what what? Have you seen most of to suggest that that's the system we should go with, and 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 who plays where? Well, I think the balance feels better with four two three one. Gives you certain selection problems. I mean, obviously, the the three behind the striker is is the real issue. Number and ten, really, isn't it? Do you think? Well, yeah, I think you've got options there. I think you play Braithwaite yeah, there. Sure I think that'll push you to play ba- Patrick Bamford there, and it'll still be very assertive and attacking mind. Uh, the real problem is, is do you persist with Adama Traore if you play in that shape? Uh, you could conceivably play uh, Johnson or Downing on the left. You could play Bamford on the right, and you could play Braithwaite in the, in the number ten, and that would give you a very attacking balanced side but it's something that another system another shape that he hasn't tried before and that's the problem do you keep on experimenting and hoping that you 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 do find something that clicks or do you stick with the the side that was out last time give them give them a rocket and say make sure you do better you said there the real problem is is kind of whether you persist with the diamond triorea he could well argue that he's done far more this season oh, to, be, to be persistent yeah. with than others. Yeah, and, and to give him his due, he's the one, one player when he's on the ball. It's exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think he has added end product to, to his, uh, his game this season. I think uh, he's put some great crosses in. He's learnt to pass. 
He's showing signs of relationships with the people around him, uh, particularly uh, Christy, who's been overlapping you know, and has got the speed to keep up with him, importantly. Mm. Uh, and I think there's, there's definitely something there. But also, by the same token, if he has an off day, it leaves you compromised defensively in terms of the shape on that side. The one constant uh, attacking wise has been pretty somber longer. Already got five goals. Could have probably had double that tally. Mm. You know, he could have had two or three at Nottingham Forest. And and uh, but but you'd have taken that start, wouldn't you? If, you, if someone had said five league goals through um, through through eleven games. And and I had a look earlier today. And I think in the Championship's top scorer chart, and this is on the uh, BBC site, so it goes down for reams and reams and reams to to two or three goals. Have all those players on there? He's had more shots on goal than anyone. I think except one, one whole player, uh, who's had more. Which is, is promising when you consider that Borough probably haven't scored as many goals as they want. But my point on the Sunderland is, um, for, for Borough to get the best out of themselves going forward, you feel that they have to get the best out of the, the, the main player up there, which is a Sunderland. How do they do that? Does, it, does he look at his best as a one with three behind? Or, or does he look more, promise, more threatening as he did against QPR, for example, when Ashley Fletcher came on and played up there with him? Well, I think, I think the positive thing is that Gary Monk clearly wants to create chances. I know that sounds blatantly obvious, a manager wanting to create chances, but what I mean by that is he's not necessarily a safety-first manager, and I think it's fair to say Aitor was, wasn't he? He, he, he? he was quite comfortable to win a game 1-0, keep it tight at the back. I'm, I'm not worried if we're not creating too many chances, providing we create the killer chance. And, and it, it, it worked to the extent where Borough reached Wembley one season and were promoted the next. So... So I'm not sitting here criticising that policy. I think Gary Monk wants to create chances for his strikers. You're absolutely right, he's had a lot of shots, he's had service. Um, you know, Borough have scored some goals. It's not as if we sat here and scored two on Saturday. The, I guess the concerned, a concern, as much as anything, is, is, is letting the goals in. You made the point earlier, Vic, that Borough have started shipping goals. Um, I'm not worried about Asamba longer. I think he's a great signing. He'll score goals all day long. He'll miss a few as well. Who cares? If 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 someone like a strike rate was one, you know, he scored with every shot. He'd be playing in you know La Liga or playing at the top end of the Premier League because he is. It would be lethal, wouldn't he? I'm not worried about him. I'm am worried about this. Um, you know, this idea that well, if 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 Bamford doesn't play up front. Then he's still got to be in the team, and he has to. So that the only place you can put him in is one of the attacking midfielders. Almost accommodating. And the accommodating yeah. players, and we had a lot of that with Aitor, didn't we? Stuani wasn't playing up front, so he played on the right. He did okay. I'm not criticising him, but he's a, he's a striker playing on the right. Bamford would be a striker playing on the right. You know, we've got right side players. Just talked about him, Adama Traore, uh, who can be lethal. Um, left hand side. You know, um, I know you asked the question about playing somebody behind him. Um, that comes back to systems. Is it left hand side? You've got Marvin Johnson. Has he been worked out a little bit because he looked the business against QPR and that and that that sort of cameo against uh, was it Villa as well, where he played really well when he uh, when he came he on. against Bolton, didn't he? When he came off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so. I'm not too worried about, you know, the, I think there are match winners there, but I do think, this, as, as we keep going back to the system now, and I'm, I'm not one of these people who blathers on about 4-4-2 week in, week out, about we have to play 4-4-2, but funnily enough, you know, I've talked to a few people around this, and you look at the personnel that's available, it does kind of point to a 4-4-2. You've got Johnny Housen, who's very much a midfielder who plays in a four, you know, one of the two central midfielders alongside another central midfielder in a four. You look at you've got Bamford and Asombolonga, why not play them together? They're both potential they're both good we know for a fact they're proven championship goal scorers. Could they work together? Or could you play um Bainbridge yes, Braybridge, Braithwaite alongside um 
alongside a Sumberlong. So there's, there's loads of options. Um, and I think, I think, I hope that Gary Monk, when he decides, has the courage of his convictions to stick with the formation long enough to give it chance to work. Because you will have setbacks, you will have a bad 45 minutes. That's, that's the championship. So let's say for sake of argument, he decides next week, advance it, to go for 4 4 2, for example. And it doesn't quite pay off. Don't just ditch that system after we're giving it one go because you're going to continue to go back in a circle, as, as Vic alluded to earlier. The beauty of, of playing Braithwaite, we're talking about Martin Braithwaite, you touched on that, Phil. The beauty of playing him in, in the hole behind is he's a striker by yeah. trade, isn't he? So yeah. it, it's natural to him to join the attack, as opposed to Lewis Baker, who's perhaps a midfielder, mm. you know, pushing yeah. push a bit further forward. We haven't seen a lot of Braithwaite yet, but, but the signs, I think, have been promising in what we have seen. I think so. I mean, he's just had a couple of cameos and uh, looked bright. Plenty of movement. Uh, he looks intelligent. He looks hungry. He looks like he's got good feet. We've seen that he knows where the goal is. Uh, obviously, he hasn't played a lot of football. Uh, for him personally, the breaks probably come at a good time. He's had a, you know a couple of games under his belt. Now he'll have time to sort of train with the team properly because he, he's just been doing light training for the previous couple of weeks. Uh, maybe when we come back, we'll see the best of him, and uh, Gary Monk will know what his best position was what he contributes to the team where he contributes to the team most effectively uh, I like him I, I think he looks like a player I think he, he, he's intelligent uh, he's fluid and uh, he, he seems to be linking up with everyone around him quite comfortably the one thing about the Sumberlonger and Braithwaite fellas is they don't look like players who are playing with, with the shackles of big transfer fees. You sometimes get it, don't you, someone who comes in and they almost look pressured by yeah. it. I know it hasn't yeah, they worked... they themselves well, don't they? It, it hasn't worked out for Bury yet, as, as, you'd no. have, as you'd have liked. But those two, I think... Well, and know, Johnson as well, to be fair. I know, OK, a little bit quieter since, since, since his sort of super show against QB. But those two, you know, they're significant fees, aren't they? Yes, yeah, I get that, yeah. And I, I, I take your point. You know, some longer, you know, as you, you rightly say, could have scored double figures almost. Um, is he, com- he looks like a confident lad. He doesn't look as though he's, he's, he's intimidated by that fee. Um, it looks as though he, he, be- he believes he belongs out there. Braithwaite, every time I've seen him, looks up for it. Mm. I mean, he had a quiet game in the friendly at Rochdale, but apart from that, he's, to me, he's looked like a player who fancies himself. And, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know, he's not cowed by the occasion. He's, he's, he's happy to be out there on the pitch playing football, and, and rightly so. Um, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's a fear factor around those players, does there? So yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, when we talk about Bury's options, it is it is mouthwatering at times, isn't it? But but talks one thing that you know that, you know as we say, actions speak louder than words. A fine place to finish, I think. Thank you, fellas.